to another diversity talks. This is a really interesting one. I've got an old friend of mine um, who has been a youth worker for since he was born, <laughs> and, he, <laughs> and he knows everything about London. And I thought it's interesting because Sean Bailey, who I'm just about to introduce, um, has been born in London, lived in London, and has helped out all the different communities in London for many years, as I said, since he was born and stuff. And we've had so many conversations before, and he's been a bit of a mentor to me as well, and giving me advice all the time. And I thought this would be really interesting because the advertising industry is not diverse, as we know, um, and we need more diversity, which everyone's pushing for. So I thought, get Sean on for a quick chat. How you doing, Sean? I am all right. It's so good to see you again and just this chat and stuff. Life's been crazy for me. So I haven't been able to spend a lot of time seeing the people that really matter, which is Faisal, of course. So it's great <laughs> to catch up. Really like that. Really good to see you. So can you, just in case people who haven't heard, but there's probably not even one person, but can you tell us what you're up to at the moment? So hello to all the listeners. My name's Sean Bailey. I am running for Mayor of London. That's only important in today's context because it means I've been all over London again and again and again and spoken to people, young, old, rich, poor, black, white, all across London. It's one of the things I really, really love. As Faisal said, I've been a youth worker forever, um, well over 20 years now. And that's important because you get to, to see London's future. So because I started youth work so long ago, lots of the people I worked with are now the adults running around London making things happen, which is a real privilege for me, but also gives me another connection back, back to the lives of ordinary people just to see what's going, how people are going forward and stuff. So I've really enjoyed that. I've been in politics for quite some time now. I've been special advisor to the prime minister, secretary of state for education and all sorts. I'm currently on the London assembly, but above all things, I'm a father of two. I'm a Londoner. That's, that's, that's the thing that's driving me along. And of course, I better mention my wife, Ellie, or I get in trouble. But there you go. <laughs> yeah, always in trouble. <laughs> um, so, I mean, we've had chats about this before. And when I launched my original film, what, 10 years ago, you spoke at uh, the, the IPA in London in front of most of the advertising industry um, about the importance of it of diversity in advertising and obviously it's important for London one because of all the adverts around town um, need to be diverse because all the different communities in London um, and I don't think currently that shows it and two one of the most important first question I want to ask you is I mean you chat you've been in youth working and chatting to youth and stuff and we need more diverse people in advertising so what's your thoughts? How do we get them aware of the industry? How do we get them in advertising? Because there's, London is a hub of advertising globally, um, I think, and it's been that for many years. But the the, if you walk into an office, it doesn't reflect the London community. And that's what we want to change. I think the first thing I'd say is, let's be clear about this. I'm not saying to advertising, you know, as a, as a community, you need to do adversity for some kind of guilt payment. It's for your bottom line. London's advertising world is a centre of the advertising world across the world. But the point is this, diversity is what's happening outside beyond our borders. So for your bottom line, if you're senior in the agency, 
if it's your job to chase business, you have to be diverse because you want to chase business from all across the world. You want to chase business from different gender, different age, different sex, and certainly different min um, minority. And you need to know that. So if I put it like this, I'm West Indian. I'm, my, I'm a minority maybe in London, but I'm not if you go to the West Indies and you want to win business there. And you need to know what, what my ancestors and my forebears and my contemporaries today find interesting. So that's why diversity in advertising is really important. It's about your bottom line. The other piece of it, of course, which really pertains to London, our home game, is the right thing to do. Growing up in London, I think why I'm not in the advertising is I'm not that creative, if the truth be told, in that sense. But actually, I wouldn't know where you were. Where are you? How do I get involved? I thought advertising was people writing adverts, but you've got everything, people chasing business, you've got creatives, you've got people who programmed some of the digital stuff you put out there, all that kind of stuff. And if I knew that, maybe I would work for you, who knows? But the big thing I think is if you're going after young people, there's three big steps you need to take. Firstly, you need to look in extraordinary places. If you keep looking, you know, if you keep doing all your recruiting in Uxbridge, that's all you'll get. You'll get people who've been to Oxford, Cambridge and, and similar places. And that makes you homogeneous. It means you can't reach out to communities beyond that. Two, kids are full of talent. Like I say, being a youth worker, I've come across so many kids with so many talents. And now it's even more on display. If you go on, I, I watched a little kid the other day who's doing Twitch. The way that kid presented his Twitch was amazing. If I was building any kind of campaign, he would have been at the centre of that campaign, just from a presentation point of view. I've got another girl that I've seen online. Her artwork is, is unbelievable. And her artwork could be, could be promoting the brands that you're now looking after. The point is, look for children, look for young people in the places they are and in the ways that they express themselves. So anything from the music they create down to the art pieces they create, I mean, just recently, I was, I was, um, I was in, before lockdown, I was where the Royal Gallery is, sorry, the natural, na National Portrait Gallery. And as a young guy painting a portrait on the, on the road in chalk, mind-blowing. These are the kind of creatives I think will take your whole industry to the next level. Because, of course, the big thing for you is competition. Countries like Brazil, South Africa, you know, new people to you because you, you're... you're, you're you're well versed in competing with America and all the other Anglo nations, but now people like South Africa, Brazil, Nigeria in the future, all those places will start to generate their own advertising agencies. And unless you're diverse here, they will take your business away in the rest of the world. So the thing of where you find young people, but also why you find these people who can bring you new talent. And um, a lot of agencies, <clears throat> so one of the key things agencies talk about, um, obviously, after the recent events and Black Lives Matter, there's a lot of commitment at agencies to make a difference, um, to change up their boards, to change up their, basically their diversity numbers. How do we, I mean, how do we educate these kids? Because they are really creative in, in different communities like Tottenham, yeah, to Tottenham, there's so many amazing like graffiti artists. If you go to, I don't know if, I mean, I'm talking, I'm getting old now. So remember the old days where we, where we had chippy jeans. Remember chippy jeans and chippy nap, jeans, nap. Yeah. <laughs> nap, nap, but, nap, nap puffers. Yeah, but chippy, <laughs> but chippy jeans came out of Wembley. Remember, it was like a, a culture in Wembley, but which went national and international and stuff. So these guys actually create culture. So how do we, how do we inform them about our industry? How do we 
get them to hear about the industry? Do we go into schools? Do we go into colleges? I think what it is, the industry needs to have uh, the appetite to take some risks, the appetite to do things differently. I think an industry such as yours, advertising, that's full of creatives, you should find that step easy to take. And going into schools and all that, while that's great, that's kind of the, the done thing, isn't it? You know, why don't you tender for some business and say in your tender, and we will go to the customers and get the ideas. Why don't you do that? Why don't you build a campaign on something you're seeing kids do on Twitch or on, or on Instagram or a piece of music you, you've heard? Why don't you build it around that? The one thing um, young people bring is energy and ideas because they're not, they're not ham hampered by the idea it hasn't been done like this before. So that they're willing to take that risk. And if you look into the black community in particular, we have huge numbers of undergrads, sorry, postgrads, who are unemployed. In the black community, it's 45% um, unemployment, actually it's 50% now unemployment. And that gives you the opportunity to reach out and build meaningful links. So you can say to people, okay, we'll bring you in as an intern, we'll pay you, but we'll develop you. And I think that's the new thing for the advertising agencies. How much work and effort do you put into developing talent? You know, if, if you're the executive, if you run the show, how satisfying would it be to get a, a diamond in the rough and you polish that diamond? You mentor that diamond, you build a career path so that diamond can benefit your agency's bottom line. The thing about diversity, please, please, please don't do it as some kind of guilt payment. You know what I mean? Don't do it because someone's made you feel bad about Black Lives Matters. Do it because you feel good about supporting the people around you. And if you live in London, a large number of people around you are naturally going to be from the BAME community. Do things for them. My friend from South India, I saw the sari his wife made the other day. Unbelievable combination of colours. Now, why is not someone taking something from that culture? Why is not someone taking people from that culture? I think one of the things when I talk about bravery in advertising, you're going to have to make sure you don't let people say to you, you can't do that because you're appropriating their culture or whatever. The one thing I know about running about London, people are super, super proud of their culture. So why not get involved? Why not yeah. get involved and, 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 and bring that culture to the fore? And again, while that's important to you in advertising, if I'm a client sitting outside of Europe and I see some of my culture reflected in what you're doing inside Europe, you are top of my list for any new business I have. And of course, a lot of the biggest growing businesses in the world are far outside Europe, but the one thing we do within Europe, and particularly in London, is the ability to communicate. Your industry is nothing if not brilliant at communication. And while other business practice is stronger in the rest of the world, I still think you hold the advantage in advertising. Exercise that now because it will slowly go away as the rest of the world becomes more sophisticated. And you do that by doing more and more diverse things. Perfect. That's yeah, that's amazing. So, quick question. When you go out and about, so obviously you're always about talking to people, visiting youth centers, visiting different communities and stuff. Do they talk about careers and future and where they want to go? And obviously one, one, one thing you'll you'll find about young people, particularly poor young people, is huge amounts of talent, yeah. huge amounts of ambition, absolutely no idea of how to exercise that. And that's where your industry can do marvellous things. You should be looking in extraordinary places for extraordinary people. And the brave pill for you is extraordinary, is unusual. It doesn't look what, like what you usually think 
would make it make things work in your world. Take that step to do slightly different things because they will reward you. And I happen to be an honorary colonel in a Royal Regiment of Fusiliers. I take I, it's is one of the greatest honours that's ever been bestowed on me. But part of my role is to help our regiment think about how do we nurture talent, black, white, blue, brown. How do we nurture that talent? And one of the big things we do is attach our new recruits, the ones with real potential, to our senior officers. And let's be clear, you do what you're measured on. Yeah. So if you're the chief exec of a big of a big firm now, yeah, your staff will do exactly what you measure them on. So if you say to them, um, discovery and retention of new unusual talents is how you're judging them, you will find they will make it happen. And young people are desperate to have this conversation. They're desperate. They, they've got all the ideas in the world. They've got an engine where they don't know how to do it. And if you can come alongside them with your professional skills, anything from just how do you conduct yourself in a workplace, how do you get into the workplace in the first place, and how do you build a career, things like that are amazingly useful to people who haven't had that, that, that background. And I think it's something that your, your industry definitely is capable of. Yeah, that's amazing. Because I think a lot of it is, that, and there's a lot of actually, you're, you're 100% right, it's, it's all about the KPIs. and Because I, I once had a chat with uh, head of HR for a network, like a network agency, global network agency. And he was like, so we've had all the non-bias training, we've talked about diversity for years, but the numbers are still the same, they're actually going down. I was like, well, one of the key things is you have to give people KPIs and measure your yes. HR on that. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's the yes. first thing. Because if you don't, it's not gonna make a it's not gonna make a change and stuff. It, is it? It's natural. It's why we give people KPIs so we can pat them on the back or, or send them packing. And if yeah. you say to people, you know, what have you done that's new and unusual? And the other thing as well I've always found about advertising is huge fun. If if you are gonna go into schools and stuff. Give them your day-to-day -day experience. Say to them, okay, I've got a big client. They want this done, build a campaign. And you'll find young people bringing things that you hadn't thought about. <clears throat> and I think it's important as well to set them the task in exactly the way the task appears to you and your staff team. Helps you judge if, if they understand it as well. And I think you'll find they'll give you back some good stuff. And not just schools. Make sure you go to FE colleges, even universities in, 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 in some ways, because you have a lot of black talent. Like I went to South Bank University, you have a lot of talent there, but they probably wouldn't know how to contact your industry. This is your way of contacting them. And I think it will pay dividends. I really do. Yeah, definitely. Have you, um, so obviously when you worked at number 10, when we worked at number 10 together, we, we looked at relaunching the career service as inspiration and stuff. Um, and in, in that job, you were the, the youth advisor to the prime minister for a few years and stuff. Did they ever talk to you about how, because you obviously spoke to big businesses and stuff, did any CEOs ever say, right, we've got some um, ethnic minorities, we have BAME talent within our company, um, but they keep on leaving um, and we haven't, is there any, and that's happened in a lot, we've seen a lot of that. So some of the blame talent leaving the industry because obviously they're not being looked after and stuff. How do we create a culture? Um, has anyone asked you how to create a culture within a company to, to help these different minorities and kids to, to thrive? So the idea that blame talent leaves 
is across the board. It happens in university, happens in the police, the army, happens in all walks of business. That is one of the challenges for senior staff. How do you create an environment that develops people who don't have your social background? It's really yeah. important. And it is those social skills often that give access to the deeper talent because you have to put people in teams, they have to be comfortable working a team. Are, you, have, do, are your teams exclusive? And you don't feel it just because it exclusively works for you. Yeah. I mean, you need to make a team that works for other people, particularly if you're the boss. If you're senior, your seniority gives you a comfort. Look beyond your own comfort. Make sure that's happening for everybody else. That's why I talked about work that's been done in the army where senior officers are twinned with, with junior BAME people because it really forces them to think about what's going on. What kind of social events do you do? I've got a good friend who's a Muslim who doesn't drink, like I don't drink. And he pointed out to me, that's why we're good friends. I said, what do you mean? He said, when we work together, you and I often ended up together because you don't drink. And I was like, oh, wow, I hadn't looked at it like that. But of course, we were in a very boozy environment that kept us out of it. Yeah. So the point is, how do you make those environments, those real environments where people can become friends, where people can, can, can transfer, where there's a real network going on? And I think there's a lot of work that's been done on that. That's easy to find. We can deliberately set up a situation where men and women, black and white, young and old can mix on an equal level. And again, I go back to my theme. It is the best for the bottom line of your business. That's the thing. I, I had a friend who's a, who's um who's nigerian admittedly it's not the same industry is is in, in insurance and he's his company were trying to move into insurance i'm uh, sorry move into nigeria into africa into african market and just by pure chance he saw the materials they were using and he just said to his boss you do realize that nigerians don't speak to each other in that way he said yeah. that that's how Anglos speak to each other. It makes sense, but it wouldn't quite make sense to our Nigerians. They communicate in a slightly different way. And that one interaction saved umpteen hundreds of thousands of pounds of investment. And it's that kind of thing. It's, it's that kind of talent. Again, I go back. I play the old computer game because I have a 10-year-old son. It's very interesting to see how they communicate and the words they use and acronyms and stuff that they use. You need to understand that if you're an advertising agency because that is your future. Yeah. That is your, these are your future, your, your, your future clients. And don't only understand it for your own children because your children are a reflection of you. You need to understand it for other people's children as well. It's really yeah. important. And when you've reached out and understood how your clients are changing from an ethic point of view, you now need to try and reflect some of that internally, which means creating an environment that supports people to thrive who don't always have your same social background and the, the use of the word social background is very important. I'll give you another story. I was working in a place, and I know everybody's talking about skiing or a great time they had, and can you ski? And that's because they come from a social background. Nobody from where I come from has ever been skiing. Nobody. Yeah. <laughs> do, 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 I mean, so I'm, I'm held out of that conversation. Then they, yeah. then they decide they're going to have a skiing trip. Now, yeah. they don't realize for me, A, there's an expense that I probably I'm just not prepared to take, and B, they're making me have to leap in their direction. I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to take a big bold step to go skiing. They're not, they do it every year. Do, do you see what I mean? What yeah. what what could they have done differently to make me feel more included? And why you want to do that? Because later on down the line, I'll give that back to you in spades so that your business can grow. Yeah. All of these things point to the fact that you need to create a good environment for people because you get good people who then give you a good business. Uh, yeah, that's amazing. Um, yeah, you're so right. I mean, I had the uh the same problem with 
obviously being a Muslim, not drinking and stuff, people actually thought I was an alcoholic <laughs> because, because <laughs> they thought, actually thought I was an alcoholic because I didn't drink and there was something wrong with me. It's, it, and that environment just needs to change and stuff. Um, one last question, because um, I know you're very busy and stuff, but have you seen any adverts you like around London? Any adverts you think, is there any adverts that you're actually seeing that actually reflect the community in London? I think one of the real challenges going forward for the advertising agency is that larger numbers of black people now think they're less, I think it's like a, I've, yeah, I think it's like 17 or 18% less black people than the last time this survey has taken feel that like advertising reflects them um, accurately. And I think there's two ends of that. One is just about the number of, of, of vain people in adverts. I actually think that's grown. And I think your industry is very good at putting us in a positive light but it's still a very Anglo light. It's us looking like everybody else. Yeah. And I think that the challenge will be to represent us in the way that we communicate amongst ourselves. And again, I say this because that is a business tactic for you all. That will win you business outside of this country. That's, a, that's the first thing. And increasing business in this country. Because if you take London, for instance, 40% of Londoners um, will tell you that they're non-white. That's 40% of your, of your particular client group could, could, is, is non-white. And of course, if you're talking about young people, the number grows because we have a very young population in London and, it, and it's a lot of mixed race young people as well, like my own children. So I think it's important to keep representing us in that positive way, but I think you can go deeper and, and make references to where we came from. Because if you're black, for instance, Everybody always talks to us about slavery. We did so much more positive things in the world than be slaves. Let's have that as part of our backstory when you, when you, when you talk about us. I, I, I spoke to a young black girl the other day and she said, the story of black people in Britain has been slavery and Windrush. You know, I mean, yeah. she said, what, what would you say? And I'd say, well, the first black community was here in the 1500s when, when the Romans came and there were princes and princesses, actually. You know, yeah. have that as part of your, of your backdrop. Talk about our positive contribution to science and you know, and, and politics and, and commerce and all those things, not just sports and, 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 and art, if you see what I mean. I think that's a better, more wholesome reflection. And of course, within BAME culture, family is very powerful. And also within immigrant culture, um, ambition is very powerful. Speak about us in that way. And I think you'd be speaking about, you're speaking more to our hearts than our heads. It's nice to be represented visually. And again, I, I commend your industry. Often we, we, you, we, we are presented in a good light, but I think now you should be going for the burn and present us in a more accurate light. Yeah, perfect. Mate, as always, I've learned about 100 new things talking to you. Um, it's been a pleasure. So thank you so much for your time. Absolute um, pleasure. And good luck with everything you're doing as well. So fingers crossed. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. Great to speak to you. Cheers, mate. Bye.